Hello, and welcome again to Forefront 360, where we take you all around the intersection of the arts and the Christian faith. I'm Rich Chrisman, the chair of Forefront, and I'm very pleased to welcome back Dan Chrisman, our brilliant summer intern. Thanks for having me. I would love to welcome our special guest today. Joining us is musician and band leader Adam Bannister. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you for having me. We're super excited to have you here. Um, before we even get into anything, we, we've started this little tradition here at Forefront 360 when we interview artists to uh, hit you with a lightning round of questions before we do anything else. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and I want you to just give me the most off the top of your head answer. Does that sound good? Awesome. Yeah, that sounds Awesome. Great. It'll help us get to know each other a little better. All right, sweet. All right, question one. What is your favorite day of the week? Thursdays. Okay. Any any particular reason for that? I think because you still have a little bit of motivation to work throughout the week, but you also know the weekend's coming tomorrow. Classic. I like that. Um, what is your favorite place that you have ever lived? Guatemala. Ooh, I've been to Guatemala before. Where in Guatemala did you live? I live in Cania, which is, uh, it's about six hours from like Guatemala City, the capital, and it's like in the mountains. Awesome. That must be beautiful. It, it is. It's breathtaking. Okay, if you could meet one singer or musician from any time in history, who would you want it to be? I want to meet David, like King David from the Bible. Because okay. he wrote all those psalms, psalms, and it's like, what did any of them sound like? So I would love to hear him sing his music. Yeah, plus he, uh, not in canon, but he wrote that secret chord that he played in Please the Lord. You know that song from Shrek? Mm-hmm. True. So if we could hear that chord, that would be awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, all right. So what musician or singer songwriter do you listen to the most frequently now? I, I think I listen to, there's a few. So I listen to Maverick City, People in Songs, oh, they're great. House Fires, uh, and Shane and Shane. That's a classic. Solid. All right. What's your favorite meal? My favorite meal is chicken parmesan with Italian green beans and pasta. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting hungry now. Yeah, (laughs) me too. All right, if you had that meal, who would you want to share that meal with? And this could be anyone, living or dead. I think, to like not answer your question, to be one of those people, uh, is to like, I would love to share that meal with like all the people that, have like poured into my life and just like have the opportunity to thank them. And like you explain like, Hey, like this meant this to me or like this word that you spoke to me and something like that. And just be able to talk to them because sometimes we never get the privilege of knowing any of those conversations. And so I think those are all the people I'd like to share it with. That's awesome. I really uh, love the, I'm, I'm, I've recently become a homeowner and I really uh, have started to appreciate the, power of just being able to invite someone over for a meal and mm. and to be able to bless people through food and and time and having dinner is like the easiest way to do that and that's a great thing yeah absolutely there's such power in hospitality yeah so now on a, on a on the opposite side of of great food and and long meals with loved ones what's your favorite fast food place chick-fil-a no hesitation okay well said. That that's the correct answer. I agree. <laughs> okay. What do you get at Chick Fil A? Uh, I usually just get the classic, like number one, with large okay. fry and large sweet tea. 
and the Chick-fil-A sauce. You can't forget Ooh, the sauce. Okay. I always get the spicy deluxe with the, okay. the waffle fries and a side of mayo. What do you get at Chick-fil-A? I get the number one, too. But I always go for the frozen lemonade instead of the sweet tea. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good choice. Yeah, I like the frosted coffee, too. You can't go wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't have Chick-fil-A yet in Guatemala, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. You should Definitely put one not in, like, where I'm in living, like in the mountains. Yeah. But if I did, yeah. that would be like manna from heaven. It would be amazing. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, in, in college, I don't know if you know where this is, but in college, I went. Uh, I worked at an orphanage uh, just for a short time in, a, in San Andres, Sacabaja. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, San okay. Andreas is literally 20 minutes, 30 minutes from where I live. It's the next okay. town over. Oh, then it is a beautiful place. Have you been to, you've been to the Sas Mountain? This, yes, yes, I have. I have. It says like SAS on it? Yeah. What a, so. what a wonderful place. <laughs> I agree. Okay, great. Well, well, thanks for, you know, letting the lightning strike a little bit there. Um, I'm going to hand it over to to Dan, my partner here, to you know give you a proper introduction, a proper bio, and then uh, start this interview. Yeah, thanks, Rich. I got to be honest, I feel a little left out that I uh, don't have the same Guatemala experience that you guys have had. <laughs> but <laughs> let's jump right into this bio. So uh, Adam Bannister, our guest here, is the leader for Songs for Revival, which was a band born in January of 2020 during a trip to Guatemala. Uh, Adam was unsure about his next steps after college, and he had recently begun writing music for the first time and was inspired by the words of the Gospel of Luke. In the month of January 2020, he wrote 17 of the 20 songs that would become their first album, It Is Finished. This group began to form during their trip to Guatemala, where he shared one of his songs with Katie, a full-time nursing missionary. Katie was miraculously healed five years ago, and the words, It Is Finished, were spoken over her. These were the exact words that the Lord had given to Adam to put into a song two weeks prior. Because of this reason, when he shared the song with her and watched the Lord work in powerful ways through the song, she and he both knew that these were songs for revival. Upon returning to the States, the Lord brought the rest of the people together, and within two weeks, the group had formed. Songs for revival consists of six members, Adam and Brooke Bannister, Katie Shaw Flicker, Giovanna Johnson, Molly Landman, and Peter Stauffer. Over the past year, they've continued to write and share their music and see the Lord bring healing, joy, and revival through the singing of his word. They continue to write with the hopes of sharing the gospel and the love of Jesus. They'll be releasing two new worship albums later this summer and an album telling the story of Moses in the fall. Adam is a full-time missionary with Inca Link, currently serving in Honduras, and he's working to raise worship leaders and assist youth programs until August of 2021. And after that, he'll be moving to the mountains of Guatemala that he's familiar with and serving as a worship leader where these songs for revival all began. Wow, what a bio. Great work you've been doing. Thank you. (laughs) So for our listeners that may not yet be familiar with your work, uh, are you willing to give a brief introduction of your story? I know we just told a little bit of it, but we'd like to hear it through your words, starting with how you first got into music. Yeah, absolutely. So music has always been a huge part of my life. Uh, My family, so my dad's side of my family is actually all like Southern gospel. Um, They were like singers. My great grandfather was a singer, which I actually didn't even know until like this past Christmas. But turns out like every generation in my family has released an album of music. And I didn't know that. Um, And so it was really cool. I was like, oh, like I'm doing this really awesome thing. And it turns out like all these other people have done it too. 
uh, before me, but just like, it's been a huge part, just like music, like starting with piano when I was younger and like being a part of choirs uh, and just a huge passion of mine. So yeah, it's always been a huge, like impactful part of my journey uh, and arguably has had like the most influence on like my walk through life as well. So we mentioned that Songs for Revival formed through this trip to Guatemala. Did you have any idea that you were traveling with so many musicians and people willing to enter this band? No, I actually, this was not my plan. Um, I was planning to return. So the summer before my senior year of college, I was planning to return to the Middle East for two years. Uh, And what struck me was, like the love of music between me and my friends over in the Middle East. And we would talk about it and like the meanings. And I would talk about like my choir music from college and just like sharing like the love of Jesus with them and like just praying that like they would be able to see his love for them as well. And then Christmas of 2020 or yeah, Christmas time of 2019, 2020, I started writing this music because this idea came into my head and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be really neat if there was an album of music that told the gospel, like it told the stories, like if people could listen to it. And then hopefully one day they might even ask, like, what is the song even about? And like, look it up and just find, like, find truth, find hope, find Jesus in the music. And so it started with one song and one afternoon in my dorm room after finals. Uh, and that like exploded into that week after I went home from school, I would like was reading through the book of Luke. And I would open my Bible and I would read a passage of scripture and it would just, I would be so inspired and be like, this should be a song. And I would take my computer, I'd type lyrics. And then after I had all the lyrics written, I would then, I could hear the melody already within my head. So I went to my piano and I would just figure out what chords I was singing. And then every song was constructed within like 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, And I was just writing them like one after the other. And so that first week after school, like after finals of, uh, fall semester of 2019, I had written, I believe, seven or eight songs just like out of nowhere. And I had never written music before. Like, and it was just like pouring out. Um, so that's kind of how this started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it ended up with like 17 by the end of January. So it was like, it was moving. <laughs> Wait, so, so real quick, I'm just really interested. So, have you, uh, so you mentioned the Middle East and stuff. How many uh, different places have you? worked or done missions yeah so i have gone um so i've gone to the middle east i've gone to dominican republic and then guatemala and i'm currently in honduras um and so four different countries including the united states as well so five total that's fascinating probably a lot of different uh i mean i don't know much about music but i'm sure that there are a lot of different musical influences when you know the middle east and central america and then obviously being um, you know, all the other influences that we have now with the internet, but that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And especially cause like, there's just something so beautiful about hearing like music in your heart language and like your first language as well. And so it's been neat to just like dive into other cultures and get to see like their sides of things as you like explore music from their points of view and their worldview and their culture as well. So speaking of missions, uh, we'd like to hear in your words what the mission of Songs for Revival is, like what your guys' goal is moving forward. Yeah, so the music starting out, like it was written with the intention of sharing the gospel with the lost, specifically those who have not yet heard the good news. And like our prayer and our mission for our music is for others to know the richness and fullness of Christ through the singing of his word. 
and for them to join us as we sing these songs for revival and to just sing for revival wherever we are. I can say personally that a lot of times I've listened to, and I've actually mentioned this on this podcast before, but when I was young, my parents gave me a bunch of CDs by the singer Michael Card. And he okay. like they were they were from like the eighties and nineties, but the guy he sings through um, books of the Bible, mm-hmm. and like he has a series of you know like he'll ha- he has like a a nine minute song that goes through the book of Job, and um, the music is such a powerful tool because I remember listening to this when I was young and then reading the book of Job, Job, excuse me, when I was like 25 years old and the words were just leaping off the page because I knew them already from listening to the song so many times when I was a kid. So I, uh, I love this mission because I really do think that, uh, especially in our kind of increasingly, uh, like multimedia culture where people spend more time, you know, maybe listening than they do reading. I think the more, uh, content i guess that's created that shares the gospel and shares the word of god in ways other than just sitting down and reading it i think is is a good work yeah amen that's that's super awesome on that note uh we understand that you guys recently released a song called create a space which is available on spotify and apple music everyone go check it out uh i understand this song is very personal to the group and its creation uh can you tell us a little bit about that Absolutely. So last year, when we all got, like I was in my senior year of college, and we all got sent home because of the pandemic, COVID-19, and just like a huge transition. But before all that happened, um, God is just doing a great work at the school I went to, Grove City, and just through like this spontaneous worship. And like every night, students would meet in our chapel for an hour, and like it would just increase and increase, and like more people would come. And it started with just the heart of just like gathering people in worship in the fall. And like, I started a group chat um, and put 20 people in it. And then another person helped me like lead worship off and on throughout the semester. And that group chat grew to like over 400 people now, and it's still operating. Uh, and like that nights before we all got sent home too, there was like 50 people coming to worship. And so God just like starting revival and just like seeing revival through music. Uh, but then when I went home from school, like, I didn't have that peace anymore. Like I was no longer surrounded by my friends where everybody's lives were changed. Um, And like, we weren't allowed to leave our houses and stuff. And so like I did like online, like I did worship on Facebook and like recorded it for people to join. But then like the Lord really placed on my heart to like open up my house to like that power of hospitality, like what you were talking about um, and just invite people over and to create a space for them to just join in fellowship and to join in worship. And so we started worship nights on a Sunday and we did it all summer through June and July. And then we started doing game nights on Thursday and that had been, so then we started doing it twice a week and that kept going all the way until I left for um, Honduras here in Latin America. And it's still happening now. Uh, But the heart of that place is just in the heart of the mission behind that is just for people to be able to experience God and just for like a space to be created for them to encounter his presence. And so the song um, I, I, I feel like I talk a lot about creating a space to my friends there. Um, and just like, we got to create a space. Cause like also the best way too, it's like, you know, we can minister to our friends, but the Lord and Holy Spirit ministers the best. And I've just seen him work so powerfully by like, not me saying anything, just by just being willing to like, I'd be happy to lead worship and just create a space and ask for his spirit to come and let him talk to them and speak to them. 
but as a going away gift, uh, a couple of the people who have helped lead the group uh, through different means, um, they wrote what it meant for them, like the, what the group meant to them. Um, they wrote it all down. And then my sister actually took the words of what they had all said and she put it into a song and into, and then they recorded it. And so this song is basically a summary of like, in like the heart of what these worship nights have meant and what they still mean as they continue to grow. Um, and it was kind of a, go, a going away, like goodbye gift, which I think is the best gift anyone could have ever given. Uh, and just writing, yeah. And now I have that forever too, just be able to listen to it and be reminded of like what God has done and what he continues to do, like through this music and through that song specifically. Yeah, as a Grove City student myself, uh, in the year of 2020, I had no idea about spontaneous worship as it was growing. But uh, in this academic year, I was introduced to it, and I've actually joined that group chat you were talking about. And yes. that has been a great thing, even for me personally, to uh, go to, especially late at night, and just worship and experience God through music, not in a very structured way or in mm. a... Uh, way where there's a cutoff and everyone has to leave at a certain time or show up at a certain time. It feels, uh, it resonates with me on a more emotional level. Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Sometimes church events can end up being kind of clinical, you know, cause we have these hard, like start and end times. There's like all sorts of, you know, so I think it's really cool, uh, when we just allow, uh, the spirit to do its thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's just such, like, I mean, there's definitely, like, I mean, God talks about, like, different structure of things, too, throughout the Bible. And so, like, some elements of structure are really good uh, and are important to, like, our walks and faith. But then also, it's like that, but the big piece, too, like, what you're saying is, like, we still need to have space for the Holy Spirit to move. And so, just by creating that and just, like, allowing that, too, it's really awesome to see how he does continue to meet and minister to his people. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh as you said, you're currently living in Honduras. Has your experience there over the summer affected your songwriting and your mission? Yeah, it's definitely affected my songwriting. Um, it just in the sense of like being very inspired to write a lot because uh, I feel like I've been learning a lot. Uh, my mission for it has not changed. Like my mission is still to share, uh, yeah, to share the music or share scripture through music and to like minister to people. Good. Yeah. And so just continue to be able to do that. Uh, and it's really cool. Like God even opened up doors. Like within my first week here, I was able to translate one, the one song, It Is Finished on our album, It Is Finished. I translated it and Easter was like two weeks after I arrived. And I ended up singing it in several of the churches here and just being able to share that with people. And so that was like really neat to see like God already opening those doors for like what he placed on my heart to come do. Uh, but I had this, my like first couple months here, has been super like transformative and growing. So I think also like that is like my music writing, like that's how I process scripture is like writing it through song. And so I've been writing so much cause I've been learning so much. Um, it's hard to keep up, honestly. I wanna keep writing, but I need time like to record it too. So it's like hard to, hard to do it. Um, yeah, to put everything into music that I want to. So, how does your faith as a Christian uh, affect your approach to art itself? And another way to put this would be, what is your theology of art as you go about writing and experiencing music or even other forms of art, maybe painting, poem, things like that? 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so my faith like impacts and influences and it's like the the cornerstone for all of this. Um, because like truly like I've I've always loved music and I've always thought about doing it, but I never thought about doing it full time, like in any aspect of my life. Um, and so it's like, but it all that changed, like when my relationship with God became like real to me and like when he, he changed my life. Um, Cause like, I mean, this music all started because of reading his word and then it just poured out and just like, and like I've changed maybe. So if you go and read any of our lyrics and listen to any of our music, I think I've changed less than five words of any of the songs. Like at, when I reviewed, when I revised them, everything, every lyric that was written was just written straight down. And they're just, they're beautiful. And like, it's totally, and it's totally beyond me. And like, I can objectively say they're beautiful because I feel like I had nothing to do with it. Just like God just like gave the words and I was just trying to write them down as fast as my fingers could type and not like mess up um, with, you know, like typing errors and stuff. But um, I, so like it started in January with like wanting to read his word. Um, and just like put it into the music to like be able to start and like to start that conversation with people about like about these bigger topics about faith about the meanings of life and just like all these different things but I think a huge part like my theology of faith is like I mean it's still growing and I'm still learning um, tremendously as um, I am still like young and, and I don't know all the answers, but just being able to continue to learn as I walk with Christ. But for me uh, personally, it's like God, our God is a creative God and like he creates and that's such a gift. And that's, I mean, that's so beautiful, but then he allows us to also be able to like use the gifts he's given us to create. And I think that is also extremely beautiful. Uh, and like one scripture that has always stuck out to me. Um, so to give a little backstory to how this has influenced my songwriting, uh, when I went to the Middle East and served there, the entire year before, I actually had a chronic migraine for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never went away. I never was free, like of pain, and it was miserable. Wow, that must have been that must have been horrible. Yeah, it it was horrible, uh, <laughs> and I yeah, it was terrible, and like it brought me to the end of myself. Uh, and like I mean, also like being in school at the time, like trying to figure out like what like how like survive um and to like study and like the so then I, I was actually put on medicine uh to like help me with the, the pain and then i took on like almost every side effect of the medicine but a huge aspect of it was that like it would cause confusion and like memory problems and all these different things and i didn't like i, I was confused and had memory problems so i didn't know what was happening um and i'm like sitting in midterms and unable to finish my exam while everybody else finished and i'm like what is happening to me but then that, and then it also just influenced my ability just in general, maybe tired and exhausted. And so when I went to the Middle East that summer, I was actually like, the Lord met me in powerful ways, but the, like one of the biggest ways is he healed me of my migraines. Like I don't have migraines anymore um, and I don't have any pain. Uh, but like the big thing too was like, so in singing, like breast support is like the most important, like you can't breathe, you don't have air, you can't sing. Um, and so like a huge part and the issue for me was like with the medicine and stuff like it, it impacted like just like my entire system biologically and so like it made me exhausted and so like i would end up singing more from like my throat instead of like my breast support and because of that like it was damaging my voice and like i could feel it like my voice would hurt 
Uh, but I just loved, I love to sing and like, I love to worship and the Lord really grew my heart in that. But the a verse that really, um, that really like stuck in my heart um, was it's Romans chapter six and it's 11 through uh, 14. And it's, and when I came back, it says, so it says in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. And like when I came back, like going into my senior year, like before all this, when all this spontaneous worship stuff happened and stuff, it was like, like I was a big prayer of mine. I was like, God, like you healed me. And like, you're giving me back my voice, like my ability to sing by like not having to be on this medicine, not having this pain. And like in my heart too, it's like, I just like commit as like, God, I want to use my voice as like an instrument of righteousness. Like I want to use the gifts you have given me as instruments of righteousness to glorify you. And so others can know like this power, this healing, this joy. And like, honestly, ever since that, like, I mean, I've just like all this music has been written, all these like worship things have been happening. It's just like God's been working in powerful ways, but it just all comes down to like using the gifts we have been given from him to, to glorify him and to make him known. And also just to enjoy him, like, and to enjoy what he has given us uh, and just be able to use that in our relationship of knowing like our father in heaven loves us and we can just enjoy time with him through the arts and through our creative abilities that he's given as well. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. I just, I don't know. I feel like you, that was just a great uh, testimony right there. Absolutely. Well, praise God. Praise God for all of it. So. so you mentioned to us that you guys had some new albums and projects coming out. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about those specifically? Sure. So actually this summer, um, I guess summer, yeah, July and August, I'll be, re- be releasing two new albums called Heart, Heart Songs, Volume 1 and Volume 2. And these songs are just lessons I have learned since, um, honestly, since last year after writing the other album, like it is finished and even writing some of these in between those songs too. But like, they're just like different lessons that I have learned uh, throughout my walk with the Lord and over the past year. And a lot of it is just like different scriptures that have really spoken to me or that I've meditated on. Uh, And so that is just like a worship album that I will be releasing. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And to be able to just share these testimonies as well and just share these scriptures through song and hope and I hope that people will be encouraged uh, and ministered to in that. And then also later this fall, we're releasing an album telling the story of Moses. And so this album, I really enjoyed covering different genres of music. Honestly, my goal is to kind of write in every genre um, as long as I have the ability to write music. But it's like, so we've written more of like the it is finished like storytelling and like it's kind of on the borderline of like um like singer songwriter and then like a worship but also in the middle of that it's like not just fully like a contemporary worship of like what we would think of now uh, but then um writing to like this moses album is um it's like more orchestral and it's like very dramatic maybe even like I don't know if musical is the right word, even it's like cinematic, but just like I'm, right, I'm writing the album, like there's choir pieces in most of the songs. 
Uh, and so we've recorded all of those and then I'm writing like full orchestrations underneath every single song as well. Um, so that'll come out later this fall. And so that'll be something totally different that like we're trying and exploring and working on. That sounds so epic. I'm so excited to hear that. Just I'm like, not going to lie. It's pretty epic. And I'm super excited to share it. I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll have to, I'd be, I'd love to review that like on Forefront 360 in the future. We'll definitely oh be goodness. on the lookout. Yes, Absolutely. I'll send it to you. I'll make sure I send you the link when I release it. And uh, we will also be on the lookout for the uh, heavy metal genre going through the Book of Revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll start that one after. That's it might take a little bit longer. It. But yeah, <laughs> I'm also going to be looking forward to that one too, I guess. So <laughs> so with no current plans to return to the U.S., uh, how do you plan on continuing to run the band with a lot of the members moving on and moving into different things and you, of course, being abroad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have actually been meeting as a group uh, once a month just to kind of all stay on the same page because with all the different projects going on and just all the logistics behind everything. Um, so that's been super great. And also just like having like this community and this fellowship to continue to talk about the music and just like what God is doing um, in the different directions that we could go. Um, so that's been a huge way to just like, yeah, stay in the contact and to keep things moving forward. I actually was super blessed by my friend Matt, who's working at the church in ACAC in Pittsburgh, my home church. And he um, he helped us record all the music for the first album. And so he like does all the audio engineering for the church and like he records as well. And so he is helping us and like continuing to like be able to like record the group members and like we've been like sharing back and forth as we like work on these projects. So that's been super awesome just to see how like God has brought all the different people into place um and just like all the singers the the um technical side of it that we need the music musical side of it and so moving forward yeah just continuing to um, work together and and stay unified um to continue to fulfill the mission awesome you've told us some amazing god stories today and uh, we just wanted to leave a little open space to, uh, to see if you wanted to share any more if you have any other stories on your heart uh yeah um yeah i could talk about this stuff forever it's really quite remarkable <laughs> but um so if you have any questions just interrupt me but so actually what's really neat is like starting with all this music it's like going back to like the bio about it is finished so I, I was writing all this stuff all this music and i had no intention of sharing it like when i went in guatemala went on my trip to guatemala i'd actually just been accepted the position or just been um offered the position in the middle east and i had two weeks to accept it and then when i went to guatemala they too um like offered me a position to come work as like a prayer and worship leader within um the hospital that i'll be working at uh, and i was just like i was torn back and forth because like i didn't feel released from like what i was planning to do because i was planning for six months to return to the middle east and then and then I was like, well, I just don't have complete peace about just like abandoning that and moving on to the coming to Guatemala, even though like my heart does want to be here. Um, so I was just praying for a sign that like God would give me a sign of some sort and that I would have the ability to see it when I saw it. And when I did, when I was praying for that, I ended up sharing that song with Katie 
And so Katie like received this word from the Lord, like this prophecy. So Katie was, um, she was not doing well. She was in the hospital um, and she was just um, bleeding a lot and they didn't know she was gonna make it to be quite honest. So what happened was she like, she was pregnant um, with twins and she ended up losing both of the babies. Um, and then she continued to just, her body just continued to decline. And they didn't know what was going to happen. And they came to a point that they were like, we need to like intubate you so your lungs can heal because there's so much fluid. Um, and this woman, the day before they were like going to do that, this woman came into their room in the hospital. She, They didn't know her. She just like came off the street. And she was like, the Lord has given me these words to share with you. Um, so like I would like to pray them with you and pray over you. And so they were like, okay, yeah, like please share them. And so they were praying and they had a time of worship and took communion and the Lord the words that the Lord gave to Katie uh, were the words, it is finished. And so the next day, the doctor, like the intern came in and he was like, Katie, Katie, have you seen your charts? Have you, um, like, do you, I do know what's happened? She's like, no, what, what's going on? And so he like left and came back and he had two sets of charts. And one was from the day before where like, they were all white, which means like her lungs were just filled with fluid. And then the charts from that day were completely black. Like she was just miraculously healed. And within 48 hours, she left and went home to be with her family. Like after being in the hospital for four months, uh, not knowing if she was going to leave there ever. Um, and so just miraculously healed. Uh, and so when I went down to visit them again in January, I had no intention of sharing this music. Then a part of me was thinking, well, maybe this one song might mean something to Katie. And because like, it's about like, it's about, um, it's from Mary's point of view and the beginning of the song is asking Mary like how she continues to live and like where her hope comes from and like how she prays to God what does she say to him now that she's lost Jesus because the song takes place after the crucifixion but before the resurrection and just kind of in that period and the rest of the song is Mary just explaining back to this person asking these questions like who Jesus was and explaining the gospel and like what he did and like what he meant to her and like the hope found in him and so like the Lord placed on my heart to share this with her. And it was the last night that I was going to be in Guatemala. Like it was Thursday, I was leaving Friday morning and I shared it with Katie. And it was in those moments when I shared it with her, like that I just saw like the Holy Spirit move in such powerful ways. Like his presence just felt tangible and just watching him bring healing through this music. And it made me realize like, yeah, like these songs are powerful. And Katie said like, yeah, these songs are like songs for revival. And like, that's how like our name came to be too, because just like watching like the revival you stirred in her and just watching like the power of her testimony along with the power of his scripture, like bring such healing. And then also like heal so many other people um, as well as he's like, I'll work through it. But then when I came back from my trip in January, um, I wrote a song on the airplane. Again, these songs are just kind of like pouring out. So I wrote the song on the airplane. And I, I, when I sang it, I actually would just cry. That's how I knew it was like special. And I was like, I really feel like it's for someone specific. Cause I just like, would just randomly burst into tears. Um, and I've always heard that like tears are like a sign of the Holy spirit, which I also believe to be very true. Um, I said, just like flow. And um, when I came back to school and the touring choir, uh, we got a new member and you never get new members in the middle of a year. Cause it's like a full year commitment. And turned out that Molly had to come back to school in that January. So my friend M Molly Lamon, who's part of um, Songs for Revival, she um, came to school in the fall of 2019, uh, and she was married. Uh, but then she she left after like three weeks. Um, her and her husband, uh, because her husband had um, he had cancer, 
And so he um, ended up passing away that November. And then she came back to school in January. And like when I saw her and like singing through this song, the Lord placed on my heart that this song I had written was for her. And the song was about Jesus at the town of Nain when he goes up to the widow who just lost her son and he tells her son to arise and he like restores um, the son's life. And it's just like a parallel, like the gospel, like he's restoring her, this woman in society by giving her her son, but also just like restoring her with the hope of Christ. Uh, And so then I was praying for an opportunity to share this song with Molly. And um, just like a couple weeks later, she shared her story with us. And I shared, I told her, like, I believe the song I had written is like for you to sing, like God gave it to me for you. And so I shared it with her. And again, it was just those same moments of like watching God work in such powerful, powerful ways, like bringing healing. And she said like afterwards, like she'd been searching for a song that she could worship God with that would somehow captivate, like just what she'd been feeling and going through since she like, she lost her husband. And she said like, she hasn't been able to find one. And then the words of this song and the melody of it and everything that was written into it, like was everything that she had been thinking and feeling since she had lost him. Uh, and just being able to share that, like just for God, like give it to me and then to share it with her and like watch him work through his Holy spirit in those ways, was just like, it's just amazing. It's incredible. Um, and so like God and like within two weeks, like two, like other people, like Peter, like I had been playing and like, like different, um, like coffee houses and other like musical groups throughout school and just like so we had like worked together so well and he plays the guitar in our group um and then like my sister and Giovanna just like singing with them for like spontaneous worship and then like the connection with Katie and Molly it's like God brought like the whole group together within two weeks um it which was just miraculous um and then like we so then I had this feeling too which was amazing that like, I was like, you know, like I was planning to share this music in spring 2020. And I was like, I'm gonna have a concert. And like, I told Katie, I was like, you know, I've been praying about this. And I just have this feeling that we're gonna have a concert. And she was like, okay, well, she was in Guatemala at the time. So she was like, okay, like, we'll see what happens. And I was like, yeah, like, I'll just, I just wanted to let you know, like, I was like, just, I wanted to tell you about it in case it happens. So, you know, like <laughs> that I've been praying about it. Um, and so we like throughout that year, we were just like praying and working towards it. And then this super ties into like me being here in Honduras, because when I was here, when I was planning to come to Honduras, I was trying to find like an organization or or like Guatemala to help me find an organization that would help with like, help run like financial side of it and like the insurance side of it. Um, And I just wasn't able to do that through the organization that I was going to serve at in Guatemala, like right away, like at the hospital. So I needed someone else to like help me do that. And so I, was in a time of worship and I just like felt that I like God just gave me a lot of peace where I was, even though I had no idea where I was at. And I just like decided on a whim to send an email to my church denomination, the CMA. I like interned with them and I decided I was like, I'm just going to email them with like a brief bio of my story and just ask if they can provide any answers. And then two days later, I got an email from this guy named Luke who works for Inkalink, who I'm currently serving with. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to hear more of your story. So I'm telling Luke my story on this phone call. And we only have like a few minutes left in it. And I'm getting to the part, like, I'm just like starting to fly through and not mention people's names because I was trying to like get it all out. And I was like, yeah, well, I like wrote a song for this one girl and I came back to school and um, like her husband passed away. And then I felt like the Lord gave me this song for her. And then she came part of our group. And he was like, whoa, 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 Adam, like you're talking so fast. He's like, hold up a second. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, are you by chance talking about a girl named Molly Landman? 
And I was like, yeah, do you know her? And turns out like Luke is, I think he's like 30 now. So like when he was back in college, like eight years ago, he went to the church of Molly's father that like her father pastored. And so he knew their family. And so when I like emailed them and like told them about my story, like just had this personal connection uh, and they just have a heart to like reach the youth of Latin America, which is like what my heart is for. And they have like a traveling worship band, the Corbin band, and just like that goes around and just like shares the gospel with people. And it's like what I want to do, which is like travel and share music. It's like God just bringing all these pieces together um, in such miraculous ways. Um, and then also like I was praying like to like just meeting with my missions pastors and like get on these next steps and like, I, I met with my missions pastor and the assistant missions pastor, and I was telling them about like, um, like the music. We just had like a house concert. I had a concert at my house to share it. Uh, and like, we were telling about the music and I was like, I'd love to have a concert at my church trying to get this organized. And my missions, the assistant missions pastor at the time, like she has a heart for Guatemala. She's been like interceding for them and praying for them. Uh, and she was telling me about like this one trip that just like came to her mind during our conversation when I was telling her about this. And so she was saying when she was down in Guatemala in a city, she was there and um, they were praying um, or they were serving uh, doing English camps. And the one missionary there was like super distraught one day and they had no idea like why she was so distraught. Uh, but the, my assistant missions pastor went up and asked her like, hey, like what's going on? Like, um, is everything okay? And she said, actually, like one of our friends is sick and they need blood. And so like they're in the hospital and like, yeah, and that's like, they're like, oh, okay, like, well, let's pray for them. So they spent like the whole week praying for healing and praying for this person. This, my assistant missions pastor had the same blood type. So like, she was like, maybe she was trying to find a way she could donate, but she wasn't actually, she wasn't able to, they never got around to it. But then because of that connection too, like she went home and just continued to pray for this person. And so I'm like, I'm talking to her. I was like, huh. So I was like, I just asked her, I was like, can you text your friend that from Guatemala and just see who you guys were praying for? Um, because this was like a long time ago. And I was like, she was like, yeah, I'll text them. So she texted her friend and then turns out her, she and her friend were praying for Katie Ficker five years ago when Katie was in the hospital and was sick and they had never known each other. And my assistant missions pastor had no idea that she was even ever healed. And here I am five and a half years later telling her that your prayers have been answered like miraculously. And so it was just like the same woman that I felt like when I shared my music with Katie and felt this whole ministry start. It's like, and then like five years ago, like she was prayed for by this person and then she was healed. And then like, so then we kept working through all these things. And then we ended up having concerts this past March um, at my home church in a Grove City Alliance church. Um, and all of this is like online on our website and on YouTube. And you can watch the concerts, actually hear everybody's, per like from our group, hear everybody's testimony. Uh, as they share um, just like how they were all brought into the group and how God had worked. But it's like all these connections, like my assistant's missions pastor got to meet Katie, who she'd been praying for, and just like witness, like, and just see God's work and like the healing and just like see how everything like worked together. Uh, and so like God has just like been such a part of all of this, like from the beginning uh, and has like influenced and guided every aspect of it. And so it's like, I have no idea, like, with, and I never thought, like, it would go in the direction that it has, um, just because I couldn't fathom that in my own mind. So it's, like, honestly, going forward to, like, I've, I have no idea what to expect, but I'm so excited for, like, what God is going to do.
God definitely uh, puts us in a situation where he can use us best. And mm-hmm. it's something that um, I can see that, you know, you are learning and I've learned. And, and I know we at Forefront are constantly learning this too, that he knows better than we do. And he'll set mm-hmm. up the situation where he needs us to be. Amen. Yeah. We've been, uh, you know, in, in similar ways, we've been just beside ourselves at forefront with ways that God has put people in our path that we, you know, there's really no logical reason why we should have, you know, contact with these certain people and they're able to open these, you know, incredible doors and whatnot. And we just, uh, we're just so proud to be part of whatever God is doing right now. And it's just awesome Mm -hmm. to hear you share similar things. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. Amen. Well, Adam, thanks so much for being on with us today. Uh, listeners, be sure to check out the new song, Create a Space, that Adam told us the story of on Spotify or Apple Music, and be on the lookout for these upcoming albums. Uh, you know, I, I have a pretty good feeling that you'll probably be hearing from Forefront about those uh, coming up, so you could but keep an eye out for that for sure. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to Forefront 360 if you're not already while you're listening to this, and be sure to leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this interview. Uh, or any others and make sure you're following at songs for revival and at forefront fest on instagram as always keep striving for excellent art and authentic faith until next time this has been forefront 360